<clears throat> Should we try this again, let's, sir? Let's try again. <laughs> Since you fucked the fucking audio. <laughs> and we need to make two episodes. This is not a good start. It's not a good start. At least a light hasn't fallen over. Yeah, okay. Roll the intro. How's the goodbye, people? Welcome to another episode of the Good Vibe series. If you're new in this space, my name is Nelson. My name's Maddie. And we are committed to sharing the good vibes with the world. Inspiring and educating one episode <laughs> at a time. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Just a line that you will never remember, did you? That one sounded pretty good. Okay, but now now okay. we have to educate people, I'm, so... I'm, I'm going to be honest, I... I didn't mind too much that one, okay? Um, did uh, you know that after this episode, we're a legit podcast. This is episode 10. Legitimate? Yeah. This is 10? Yeah, this is 10. Boom. So after this one is out, we're legit. Fully legit. Not I now, after it comes out. Okay. So <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? When we come right, back... Right now, we are enthusiasm. Okay. Like, in, in, how do you say that word? Enthusiastic. Or Enthusi en enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. That, that doesn't The T doesn't right. come out. No T. Enthusiast. No. Thu. 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 You too. What? Enthusiasm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what's been happening, Matthew? It, also, people, um, the next probably three episodes are going to be very short just because we are trying to figure this shit out. I've been so busy. Matthew has been quite busy as well we have family staying in the house we have a lot of stuff going on and it's been a challenge recording the podcast but you know what like i said in the beginning we're committed we're committed to the podcast so we're figuring everything out and for the next three episodes or so it's gonna be short but after that it's gonna be very exciting because we're gonna start bringing guests we already have our first guest guest in waiting. 2021 it's gonna be a good time <laughs> yeah 2021 is starting with a guest so that that should be quite exciting um matthew what's been happening for you um what's been happening well the house has been very busy so yeah. first of all we had claire come um come up from melbourne and little maddie and amber and now my parents are here. My sister's coming down. Christmas Eve, we got all all manner of people coming from Beck's work to share dinner with us. So the house is busy. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a busy old um, thing. And then works, obviously, Christmas season. So we're still pumping, making sure all that happens. Boxing Day sales and New Year's sales, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Getting it ready. It It's very nice of you guys to be so open to receive people that are not family to spend Christmas with you because there's, I think, four of us spending Christmas with you that we are not yeah. related to you. Yeah, we got a... We got well, a, I'm, I'm, I'm almost family You're pretty now. much, you're pretty much family, my little... But, <laughs> but the other three, not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's good. And they're all, they're all like orphans in the sense that their parents are overseas. Mm -hmm. So, what, we got an English person, French, Canadian, and... Aussie. Aussie. Is it Aussie? Yeah. Tasmanian. Don't you? Maybe, yeah. I, well, I think Beck told me. I'm not sure. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Unless Where's Tasmanians it? are not considered Australian, man. 50-50. Uh, <laughs> so we're having a multicultural Christmas. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. So we're 
also like bringing a couple plates of different countries and stuff i still need to figure when am i doing that because i'm quite busy until 24 you're, but. you're up against french cuisine <laughs> yeah that's it french yeah french canada england england's just pretty much fried burgers or something <laughs> fried fishing with chips oh, that's funny um you got tattooed I did. I got a. I got a couple sneaky little tattoos. My dad loves them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, first, I, I met your parents last night that they got here to the house. Lovely humans. Lovely. Timmy boy and Heather. They're they're great. Um, and they love your tattoos. Can they, you can you put some words of what they say about them? <laughs> There was a lot of a lot of things along the lines of why or <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Mum offered suggestions of things that would have been better. Yeah. Um, dad just dad just thought I was going to look at them one day and go, "What did you do?" <laughs> um, so yeah, very supportive. Yeah. Super super supportive. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I just had to keep reminding him, "It's not on your body, mate." <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it matters what I got though. That would be the reaction. Mm. I could have got anything. I could have got their name. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, like yeah. like their parents. You know, they mm. they care about their son. And, Mom's got uh, a tattoo. Does she? Yeah. Where? On on her thigh, she got a a rose with my grandma. So oh, my grandma nice. and her went in for Nanny's 80th birthday. Whoa. So Nanny got a tattoo at 80. Nanny got a tattoo at 80. At 80. And it took twice as long as mum because they had to like... Stretch the skin. Stretch the skin out. (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah. And she loves it. It's on her upper thigh and she pops her skirt up to show people at parties. (laughs) Oh, that's super cool. I would love to get a tattoo with my parents or something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's nice. Um, What are the tattoos? Can you explain the meaning? Um, and where are they located? <laughs> you can start with the arms. <laughs> the arms, most, most, well, there's just three, but they're only yeah. little ones, so they're pretty much all around the theme of something to do with my relationship with nature. I'd say. Mm. Um, so on my arm, I just got the word Attenborough, and then on my chest, I got a quote from him. He's been like a big. That's not your chest, though. Well, it's it's on the front of my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's more accurate. <laughs> yeah, no, Nelson's not fully down with the placement of it. And neither is a few other people. Um, it's It was on my ribs. We printed it off, put it on my ribs. And then it was sort of distorting a little bit. And it's, it's a small piece of text. So she moved it around to like, what would you say? On top of that top ab? It's like if... Let's imagine that you have abs. Yes, imagine that. Which is not happening yet, but it will in January because you're changing your lifestyle. It'll be on the top right ab. Like literally there. Yeah, just and just on that square. (laughs) Exactly. Not not coming out of it. Yeah. Because it's a paragraph. What what does it say? I just wish the world was twice as big and half of it was still unexplored. So that sort of speaks to the travel aspect and Coming from the, the D. Attenborough himself, 
a big one why i like him is because he, he, can you also give like a little summary of who is he for people that doesn't really know oh if you don't know stop listening to the podcast (laughs) everyone should know david attenborough he's a naturalist out of britain um he's 93 years old i think now maybe 94 he's been making animal documentaries since the 50s so what's that 70 years of um traveling the world he first started actually by collecting animals for london zoo when they wanted an animal they would send him to south america to go find monkeys and shit and bring them back and the bbc was like hey we'll send a cameraman with you and we'll we'll turn it into a documentary series and that's how he started so he's got this crazy love for animals and nature but he's also developed the film side of things and all his films were a big inspiration in me wanting to make films. So, yeah, he definitely sums up two sides of what I really, really like. And then on top of that, he's the last probably 10 years, he's really been a forefront voice in pushing mm-hmm. the, the, um, the conversation on climate change, um, sustainability, all those things. His last film came out this year. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? You what? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, okay. It's it. It pretty much uses his lifestyle, life, li, fuck, his lifeline mm-hmm. as the timeline for the film. So he says, when I was born in 1930, whatever, there was 2.2 billion people on the world. There was 98 percent coverage of rainforest and it just goes on throughout his life and it's like in my lifetime there's been another seven billion people there's been we've lost 40 percent of our rainforest and he uses what he's seen and it's like fuck by the time we're dead what's going to happen yeah um so i think it's super powerful yeah yeah quite interesting as well um and then you have another tattoo on your other arm what what is that one about that I wanted something because I grew up in Cairns and I wanted something that sort of linked me to what I loved about growing up there was it was so close to nature because you were living in the rainforest in the streams and I think that shaped me quite a lot just going out in the bush and you know I didn't sit inside playing video games and whatnot so I just wanted some symbolism of that and up there there's a mountain it's called the pyramid it's a big big pointy thing it's I would say an icon of the far north. Mm. So I got, it's like a minimalistic icon representing that mm. on the back of my arm. Yeah, it's a, I, I really like that one for mm. sure. And then you got matching tattoos with your wife, which is super cool as well. Yeah, well, Beck, Be, you know, she's hugely into sustainability and stuff. So when I mentioned the Attenborough one, she's like, oh yeah, that would be, That'd be cool because we wanted matching tattoos, but mm. didn't really want to get each other's names and that. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Never. You never do that, yeah. Matthew. She, so she, I think she's like, well, you might not be forever, but Attenborough is. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a legend. That's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, no, you know, the idea of getting matching tattoos, to me, it was always so crazy. Like, I used to the thing years ago, like, who the fuck would do that? Why would you get a matching tattoo with someone else? Tattoos, in my eyes back then, was supposed to be something unique to you. 
why would you do the same thing with someone? Until I got matching tattoos with my two friends that went on the full lab of Australia on a camper van with me. Which one's that? That's the camper van that I have gotcha. on my ankle. We all got a camper van, but we all add different things to it. Like I had the line with the wave, where one of them had like the different stages of the moon, the other one had another thing. So, but it was so exciting to be with my two friends that had experienced the same trip as me. You know, we, we got to discover amazing places. We got to do it all in a really cool camper van for two months, all these things, you know. And knowing that whenever I look at that tattoo or they look at that tattoo, they will remember the same things as me or, or some slightly different, right? But like being there with the excitement of, you know, getting that ink on your skin. And I don't know, there, there was something very special about it. And I have a video of that day, which is also <laughs> super cool that we can always go back to that. But yeah, now the idea of getting matching tattoos is very exciting to me. Like I'm looking at you now that you're getting tattoos. I'm like, oh yes, we're going to well, get a matching tattoo sometime. <laughs> I, I think you, know, you and I are sort of the kind of people that don't live a life with many regrets. Oh, so yeah. when sure. an old person thinks about tattoos, they always think, oh, what's that going to look like when you're 40? I don't regret anything I do, mm. let alone a bloody little word on my arm. Yeah. I don't I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, and, and, I, and I've been giving you a little bit of shit, you know, kind of joking. When I, when I first saw the tattoo, first thing I thought, like, why, why there? You know, like, because it, it definitely looks a little bit strange because it's like a little paragraph or whatever. But... I, I, I told you last night, it's, like in the end, it's, it's that you are happy with it. It's not what I think about it. It's not what your parents think about it. It's what you think about it. And, you know, like in, I, I think I also. I love it. Yeah. I think, I think also <laughs> because from what I get, you want to get more now because they, they are freaking addictive. And when you get like more stuff, maybe it also looks a little bit strange because it's just one in there. But once you get like more stuff, more. it might make more sense as well for other people or whatever. Only one way to find out. I'll get another 20. <laughs> exactly. Do, do you actually? Do you actually want to well, get Well, I've always wanted a lot of tattoos since I was like 16. Mm. But I think I invested all my money in gear for so long. Yeah. It was hard to be like, oh, $1,000, yeah, I'll spend that on something that's not going to help me. And then I got to a stage, maybe 23, 24, where I'd gone that far without tattoos. So it, it sort of was in the back of my mind. Yeah. I didn't think about it anymore. And I just continued on doing what I was doing. And then recently I found this artist and I'm like, oh, fuck, I like that. Hmm. I'm in a position to do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, exactly. But that might have reignited a little spark now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, once man. once you start, mate, it's incredible. It becomes an addiction. Very rarely you heard someone saying like, "Oh, I will never do it again." And and mind you, I I'm not very good at tolerating pain. Like the one I got in my back, and even the one on the ankle, I I was like, "This is way too painful, mate." <laughs> I had a bad time, but I do want to get more. You know, like True. that because yeah. I, these are extremely thin for anyone that yeah so that, know. that's not really like painful it doesn't have like a feeling no thing. It, it literally didn't even hurt yeah that. yeah yeah when it's lines and you know you keep it simple it's fine mines are have been like with feelings and it's hell bro it, it, it really hurts a lot um talking about investments in gear gave me a great alley-oop in there um i wanted to mention 
something because maybe there's someone listening to this that is getting either started or you know has been um getting quite deep into freelancing into content creation all these things and is debating whether they should put their money towards gear towards the the business uh, or then because they're they're being entrepreneurs basically right um and i think one of the biggest lessons i have learned since i started freelancing is that all the money you have available or at least like 95% of it should go into the business and when i say it should go into the business it also involves your education like whatever makes you a little bit better um in terms of your knowledge of the craft of your productivity of your efficiency um talking also about camera gear about equipment you should put everything you got into that because usually it's not so much so if you just put like a little bit of what you got probably won't get you too far i have taken so many risks since i started freelancing that if i ever sh like if i ever show like a history of my bank account of the moments i have made like serious investments when i first got my like when i first got my my drone when i got my first camera when i got my first lenses all these things like people will be like this dude is insane why is he putting literally all his money like i barely got money to get around you know to pay my rent to pay my food phone that was it like you know and then i was just really hoping that all those investments will pay off and after four years I, i'm still doing the same that's why i'm bringing all this up because recently as you know i got obviously 2020 has been such a rough year for everyone and especially for freelancers because like there was no clients so i didn't make a penny mm -hmm. until like a month ago or something like that and a, a bunch of jobs just came out of nowhere all the money of the year was made in like these two months and as soon as i got all of that i knew that i had to invest into that because i have gone through the process so i know okay now that i have available all this money even though you want to keep it because you've been feeling, you know, so so much uncertainty throughout the year, and you're like, oh, I want to play it safe, you know. What if COVID keeps keeps going or whatever, and I, you know, I better have enough money to to keep sustaining myself. But that's not gonna really keep bringing more opportunities or improve your work. So I did the same I have done in the past years. I invested literally all the money I made. You know, I got. A new camera i got a couple bigger better hard drives i had I, I got a new computer how did how did that make you feel making the purchase decision on that new computer i i was very scared i was very scared because we're talking about a lot of money so it's over ten thousand dollars that I, I invested into gear just like that you know gone um and some of the gear i haven't even received yet because it's <laughs> not even it, it hasn't even arrived but over 
obviously it's, it's that fear you know it's like you you feel it in your skin it's like fuck what am i doing what if you know things don't work out what if i don't get clients like it's genuine fear of financial bankruptcy of me um, having to go to find you know like a job at hospitality again or something like that which will be like a step back in my eyes or whatever um so yeah like i, I just wanted to tell people that don't i know i know it's scary but it also it has served very well to me to be under pressure to have to to be literally having that pressure of like okay now that i have put all my money towards camera gear that will make me like i said more efficient more productive faster at editing better work you know that is stepping my game my craft a little bit a notch because in the end like we have talked in past episodes it's not about the gear it's about the content but like gear also plays a big role in stepping your content taking everything to the next level because whatever like camera settings lenses lighting audio like those are things that eventually you will need to invest in if you want to take it to the next level to the next level same with a computer computer is like where you store where you edit where you produce all the content so you better have a fast enough computer and a comfortable computer to working since you spend like 90% of your time in there so like I said it was scary um, but as soon as I did it I, and I received for example the computer and I started using it and straight away I was like best investment I've done I'm so happy I put the money towards it and I know the money will come back because also like it's not just about hoping you got to really work for it right you got to still stay on the line and keep grinding keep putting the hard work every day but I just wanted to tell like anyone that is on that position that is getting started or is even halfway through we we all come to this point where maybe you get a little bit of money coming in and you don't really know if you should invest I'm here to tell you put that money towards either something that will educate you to get better at your craft or something that will make you produce better stuff. Nice one. Anything to add to that? A little bit. Um, so two things, two things. Firstly, the having putting pressure on yourself in order to perform better, I do mm-hmm. that a lot i perform much better when there's an impending deadline or whatever when i first went out um for my freelancing i was still at uni at film school i was a bartender for probably two years Mm -hmm. and i just sort of got the shits with it i had enough work probably not enough to actually support myself but i quit my job because i knew i was going to do this Mm -hmm. and I, i never got a normal job again wasn't easy (laughs) but yeah yeah, i I knew i'm like i have no money coming in i got to make this thing work so putting pressure on yourself um either doing it by buying stuff or doing it in that sort of sense or moving to a new place and having to make it work all those things are only gonna like put the pressure on yourself to make yourself better i i think if you can handle it you come out the other side a million times Mm. better don't put so much on that you're going to crumble or figure out better ways to deal with the pressure. Mm-hmm. That's probably a whole other topic we can get into some other time. 
And then the other thing is make sure the investments are smart investments. Exactly. Important as well. Yeah. You know, we're talking, you know, say say four grand, whatever, for a computer. If you were to say, oh, there's this really cool tilt shift macro lens, it's mm. four grand and you know you're not going to use it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, okay, that's not a smart investment. Yeah, it'll make you better at doing that sort of photography mm. maybe. Mm. Have you ever made an investment in gear that you regret? There's just one I can think of and it it, it was a lens that was very expensive at 24, 1.8, I think it was, a PSC lens. Um, for the people that doesn't know, that's not for a full frame camera, mm. and that lens cost me like a thousand four hundred, and it's a lens that once I upgraded my camera, it didn't serve me at all. So mm. I kept just thinking, why did I pay this much money for a lens that didn't serve me for the future? So I had to sell it. Luckily, I sell it for good money, so it's it's not like I wasted too much money. But it, it, as soon as I got my full frame camera, I was like no why did i put so much money towards that you know i actually remember my first camera was a 60d and one of my friends was a photographer and i i asked him for help on his lens and he told me he's like you could get that lens but you should probably get this one because you want to get a full frame later yeah. so luckily someone told me that. <laughs> there you have it another <laughs> great piece of advice if you're getting started make sure you get full frame lenses man they will last you for the longest it's time to wrap up and since we talk about pressure and all these things remember if you want to take the island you got to burn the ships that's how it works it's all about commitment how committed you are i for the longest time and this is a question that i get quite often on my dms is like when is the right moment to quit my job and go full-time on either making youtube videos either making a podcast either creating content freelancing and the right time is when you make the decision to take the island in your head when you decide to burn the ships when you decide that there's no turning back once you made that decision it doesn't really matter how much money you have in the bank because you're gonna make it happen you have enough pressure on you and you're going to do anything and everything in your power to come victorious. It's insane the things we can accomplish as humans, as individuals, when pressure is on, when there's no turning back, and it's either like death or victory, you know? So put some pressure on you, and if you're waiting for someone to tell you when is the right moment, that decision has to come from within. You are the one who decides when is the right moment. Make the decision. Get some. Get some, boys. Where cool. can they find you? They can find me at a guy called Maddie. Where can they find you? At Nail for Life. We are also on every social platform at the Good Vibes Theory, Vibes Theory on Twitter. If they want to give the extra mile, Mari, what should they do? They could probably leave us a five-star review on the podcast platforms or give us a thumbs up on the old uh, YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, if for some reason you're not supporting the Good Life series, please make sure to smash that red button down there. Also, we're very close to 100 followers on Instagram, so it'll be a nice wrap-up of the year if we can make that. If you're not following us on Instagram for some reason, make sure to... Hit the follow button. 
Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>